Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? It's Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, El Conservador, Mr. Carl Spreener, Richie V, your liberty-loving Latino amigo, right here 17 blocks away from Madison Square Garden, New York City. And we're going to talk about a few things today, trafficking, transvestites, and Trump. What's going on with Trump? He canceled his press conference, but he's doing excellent in the polls. But first, I want to get into what's going on with Joe Biden. Some are saying, where is he spending 25% of his vacation, uh, his presidency on vacation? I say to that, I've been hearing that same headline for no matter who's president since I've been paying attention to politics. George W. Bush was never working. He was always at Camp David. He was always golfing. It's completely irrelevant because these guys are always working anyway. Even if you don't like Joe El Baboso Biden, you have to realize that he's out there He's the president. He's got to do something. Even if the aides are doing it, even if he's going to mess it up when he makes the wrong decision, he's got to make a decision nonetheless. So whether he does it from the golf course or from the Oval makes no difference to me, just like if Trump did it from Mar-a-Lago. But these are some of the headlines that we're looking at. Now, one of the things that Joe El Baboso Biden did say that he's going to be doing is taking a more aggressive stance to crack down on human trafficking as the migrant crisis continues at the border. Now, this is a big deal because... Biden's been incredibly weak here and his uh, quote unquote borders are came mala eres. That's right. Vice President Kamala Harris. She's done absolutely nothing either. And this is, hasn't changed. This has been a constant since the beginning. But according to Fox News, the Biden administration's touting its efforts to crack down on human trafficking as it marks a month dedicated to combating this global crime. Also, amidst the border crisis that critics say is fueling this criminal activity to begin with. Here's a quote. Human trafficking, whether in the form of forced labor, sex trafficking or other offenses, is an abhorrent abuse of power and a profoundly immoral crime that strikes at the safety, health and dignity of millions of people across the world, said President Biden in a proclamation to mark National Human Trafficking Prevention Month. So Biden says he's cracking down, but he's really only cracking down because of a holiday, right, or of a commemoration. Right. It's obviously we're not celebrating human trafficking, but we are recognizing that it's a global pandemic, if you will. He goes on to say during National Human Trafficking Prevention Month, we reaffirm our commitment to protect and empower survivors of all forms of human trafficking to prosecute traffickers and to bring an end to human trafficking in the United States and around the world. He said now to that, I say, Mr. President, what is it that you have done to secure the border? Obviously, just in the most rudimentary sense, in the most basic of ways. If there's an open border and people can smuggle people in and you know that smuggling is the number one business of the cartels, whether it's smuggling drugs, smuggling humans, smuggling whatever, they will get it into the country because they control their side of the border, not the Mexican government. You know it. Everybody knows it. 
So what is it that you're doing would be my question with this proclamation. If I were there, if I were a member of the media, I would ask, sir, what are you doing? What are these steps? It sounds like you're using empty words, just plain old rhetoric. Now, the administration, according to the piece here, last month released an updated national action plan. Yeah, what they call anti-trafficking initiatives to our wider efforts to counter illicit financing, advance gender and racial equality, expand the rights and dignity of all working people and promote safe and orderly and humane migration. So obviously, even in immigration, we want to make sure we're um, advancing gender and racial equality when we're doing it at the border. That's a quote from this uh, national action plan from the Biden administration that was released last month advancing gender and racial equality. While you've got teenage girls that are getting raped at the border, some parents are even sending their kids knowing that they'll potentially be raped, but it's worth it because it's better than being where they are. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that logic, but I've never walked a day in their shoes. But I will say, when we have record-breaking apprehensions and people that are getting away and video of these uh, Border Patrol agents putting their lives on the line, chasing people, nobody's reporting that we've actually improved at the border. Nobody's saying, yeah, no, we've got this under control. The Border Patrol continues to cry out for help from the administration, and the administration continues to turn a blind eye and change the rules, effectively inviting people into the country. Period. The end. Punto y final. In November, there were more than 174,000 encounters and a total of more than 1.7 million in fiscal year 2021. That border is under siege. Clearly, this is a haven for human trafficking, for human smuggling so that people can be trafficked within the United States as sex slaves and otherwise. Do you think Joe El Baboso Biden cares about that? I don't think so. But heck, what do I know? But NBC News is reporting that, yes, five, five teenage girls were found. 30 people were arrested in a months-long New Orleans operation. Operation Boudat, B-O-O-D-A-T, was conducted from mid-October to Christmas Eve, according to the U.S. Marshal Service. And five missing and endangered teenage girls were found while 30 people were arrested in a sweeping months-long operation. This is according to NBC News. Multiple agencies, including the U.S. Marshal Service, the police department in Louisiana, and the state police as well, participated in Operation Budat, which resulted in the rescue of some teens who were between the ages of 14 and 17 years old. Two of the recovered girls were sisters, ages 15 and 16. I... I've told you a million times, I have a 16-year-old daughter. I read stuff like this, and I think I think to myself, thank God that this girl was rescued. But how that hits home for so many of you that are parents. And according to their statement, they may be victims of adult felony criminal sexual activity, according to the agency. They were found at an apartment in Baton Rouge with assistance from the Marshal Service 17 of the 30 that were arrested were charged with felony sex offender registration violations. The operation included the arrest of Lorenzo Oliver, a tier three sex offender, the most serious classification. He was arrested in connection with allegations of a first degree rape of a 12 year old girl in an abandoned home. Absolutely atrocious. Another high profile arrest was that of Lamont Versal Morris. He was wanted on a warrant in San Patricio County, Texas, for allegations of an aggravated sexual assault of a 14-year-old. He'd gone on the run knowing he was wanted and was eventually arrested in New Orleans. 17-year-old girl was also arrested in Hammond, Louisiana on human trafficking charges and was known to have prior ties to several female runaways. So this is where we think, is this girl trafficked and trafficking others? Is she being forced into this? 
how pervasive is this thing? So kudos to the folks in New Orleans who put this together and and did this, but we've got to do more. We've got to keep our foot on the gas. This is just the beginning. We can't just sit here and presume that we're going to get every last one of these guys. We've got to do it. And with Biden leaving the back door open, everybody's going to continue to flock in. This has to be a coordinated effort. Now, speaking of coordinated efforts, there's an FBI whistleblower that's blasting the delay before longtime CNN producer John Griffins was arrested for child trafficking. Jane Turner is a FBI investigator in sex crimes for about 25 years and says there was a 17-month delay between a search warrant that secured producer John Griffin's devices in Vermont and his subsequent arrest on child trafficking charges. This shows that the feds don't give a damn about these kinds of cases, according to former FBI agent-turned-whistleblower, She goes on to say he obviously is a sexual predator and has gone from grooming children into actually capturing them. Jane Turner blew the whistle on the FBI's mishandling of child sex crimes in cases in North Dakota regarding Native American reservations. She says someone like this individual is a, quote, very, very dangerous offender. The evidence against Griffin allegedly includes drone video that he took showing a completely naked nine-year-old girl standing next to him in his underwear, according to court filings. What a creep. What happened to the days where, you know, these big, rough, rugged dudes would just find this dude and put a whooping on him? I mean, how do you find a dude like this? I thought they did that in jail. Haven't heard anything coming out of the jail. Now, when the feds put this guy in the box and they start to sweat him, asking him questions, according to their uh, pretrial memo, it says that he just says, oh, I wasn't looking at the girl. Even though she was like right next to me and I could touch her, I wasn't looking at the naked girl, even though I was standing next to her in my underwear. What kind of grown man says something like that? Absolutely out of control. And it begs the question, what is going on in the FBI? What is up with the leadership of the FBI? How are we going to get to the bottom of things and protect children if we don't take crimes like this seriously? And again, I don't know if that's premature for me to say, but I don't think stuff like this should happen. And it shouldn't take that long. But again, I'm not in their shoes. So I I like to give the benefit of the doubt. But it sounds like more than a year to get a warrant when you know that kids could be at stake. That sounds straight up crazy. Now, speaking of crazy, I want to make sure that I don't go crazy after reading articles like this and living this crazy um, broadcast life doing different things here and there. So I make sure that I stay on track with both my diet, my hydration, and keeping my mind right with Noom. Noom.com slash This Is America is where I'd recommend you go if you want to check out a personalized trial of this app. Mental health is important, not just in the global conversation, but on the public stage and also in people's personal everyday lives. It's very stressful to even think about how people are tackling stress nowadays. And that leads to stress eating. At least it did for me for many years. I used to be 269 pounds. Now I'm at 218. I've lost a lot of weight with the keto diet. I'm trying to lose some more, and that's why I'm using Noom. Noom.com slash This Is America is where I recommend you go if you want to check out a personalized trial for this because it's an app, so you could use it anytime, anywhere. It's robust. It gives you a variety of tools and techniques that you could try out and discover at your own time, and Noom holds your hand. A daily curriculum coupled with a one-on-one coach. My coach's name is Lori, and she's terrific. So what are you waiting for? Go to Noom.com slash This Is America. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash This Is America. N-O-O-M. That's Nancy, Oscar, Oscar Mary dot com slash This Is America. You're a lot stronger than any of the stress that you've got. You can't let that control you. It's a new year and a new you. 
Go to Noom.com slash This Is America. All you need is 10 minutes a day to worry less and feel happier. Sign up for your trial now at Noom.com slash This Is America. Now, straight ahead, I'm going to give you the update on what Governor DeSantis had to say about AOC's uh, cheap shots at him while she was in Florida. So don't move a muscle. Keep it locked right there. I am Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. This is America. Para Inglés, o primo número dos. Para Rich Valdez. Y esto es... America, ahora. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S. And we were talking about what was going on with AOC, all out crazy, our least favorite congresswoman from the Bronx and Queens, when uh, she spent over the weekend for New Year's, the uh, celebration that she had spilled out into a bar that she visited. And at this bar, she also met up with some actors and actresses and transvestites. Right. She was at a uh, I don't know if it was a gay bar, but it was definitely a drag queen bar where they had a drag queen performance. And she continued her attack on DeSantis, but he took it in stride. Governor DeSantis didn't have a whole lot to say to good old AOC other than you're not the first and you won't be the last. He, he was really classy about it. Listen to this. If I had a dollar for every lockdown politician who decided to escape to Florida over the last two years, I'd be a pretty doggone wealthy man, let me tell you. I mean, Congress people, mayors, governors, I mean, you name it. And um, it's interesting, though, the reception that, you know, that, that some of these folks will get in Florida, because I think a lot of Floridians say, wait a minute, you're bashing us because we're not doing your draconian policies, and yet we're the first place you want to flee to, uh, to basically to be able to, to, to enjoy life. And so I'm not surprised to see that continue to happen. <laughs> and he's 100% right. So kudos to Ron DeSantis. Now, good old AOC, again, she was at this um, drag bar. And this, again, was after a few days after she had originally appeared on the on the sidewalk cafe with her boyfriend. Now, I, again, I wasn't very critical of that. I think do, do what you got to do. You know, I spend most of my day criticizing the government here in New York, the draconian measures in New York. I spend most of my day doing that as well in New Jersey. 
and I'm in New York and New Jersey. So if you're going to call me a hypocrite because I happen to live here, like you don't like it, leave. Yeah, I, I will eventually leave, but I can't right now. So that's my point is AOC's in New York. She moved her mother to Florida. She may bash DeSantis all she wants, uh, but Miami's still Miami, irrespective of DeSantis before him and after him. Miami's always going to be Miami, and it's always going to be a great place to go and spend a new year. So to that end, that's why I don't criticize her for that. But I will criticize her for taking shots at DeSantis for being as crude and as crass as she was saying, where's he? Uh, he seems to be MIA. And of course, he's dealing with his wife. That was to me um, really just wrong. Uh, here's the quote from her. Hasn't Gov DeSantis been inexplicably missing for like two weeks? And obviously that was just sheer stupidity. And we talked about that in a previous episode. But, you know, she kept going saying, I'd like to I'd be happy to share some notes on Governor Kathy Hochul's work in New York since he seems to be in need of tips. Now, that was extremely dumb. And she deserves all of the criticism in the world for this, because obviously New York is not doing better than Florida. People are moving into Florida. The number one hub in America for adding new jobs is Orlando, Florida. New York is bleeding people. Rich people are fleeing New York because enough is enough. Yeah, basta, right? They don't want this anymore. Nobody can deal with this level of tyranny. Now, some people, Rich, you're overboard. It's not tyranny. It's just keeping people safe. All right, fine, whatever. I'll, <laughs> I'm happy to argue with you if you want to, but to, it, this is borderline tyrannical if you want to make a compromise. Now, on the same day that AOC responded to DeSantis supporters, Hochul announced that the Empire State's VASC or mask mandate for businesses would be extended until February 1st amid a surge in COVID-19 cases across the United States. How stupid. And there's a picture of here of her right here in the New York Post. And she's I guess she's probably about five foot three or something. And she's with a drag queen that's probably about seven feet tall. At least including the hair. It's a really funny picture. Maybe I'll tweet this out right now so you guys can see it. At Rich Valdez. And again, if you hate Twitter and you hate Amazon and you're one of those, that's fine. I'm not. I'm I'm everywhere. Because, you know, it's really hard to fight with leftists on Getter. It's really hard to fight with leftists on Parler. There's a couple of haters on there that are just anti-Trump. But for the most part, you're not really in the global conversation. You're just with a lot of your own friends and you share a lot of great information with people that tend to agree with you. So I love being on all of these platforms. But... We can't take away that the media lives on Twitter. So you have to kind of be on Twitter if you want to be in the mix. That's just my philosophy. You know, the Washington Post isn't on Parler. It's not on Getter. It's not on Gab. It's not on any of these sites. So if you want to see the stupidities that the Washington Post is putting out and you want to blast them for it or share them with your people with your own commentary attached to it, you can't quote tweet the Washington Post unless you screen grab and bring it over and you're having a one-sided conversation, right? That's kind of the beauty of Twitter is the trolling that's there, is the, the, the actual aspect of dialogue. And I just say that because so many people are like, you got to get off Twitter because Marjorie Taylor Greene was kicked off of Twitter and Trump was kicked off of Twitter. And I get that. And, and look, the great one, Mark Levin, he decided not so much in solidarity with Trump, but more so in solidarity with America. He said, you know what? These guys are selling your information on Twitter to China. And that was the stance that he took because he had a substantial number of followers, 2.3 2. million or something like that. So guess what? If I had 2.3 million, maybe I would make that stance too because it would mean something. You know, it'd be like, wow, you're really, but you know, with the, with the 20,000 people that follow me on Twitter, uh, I need to get to 2 million before I can walk away. And something tells me that if um, Congresswoman Green 
would not reciprocate. I, and I'm just saying that. I, I don't think if, if they told her, hey, Rich Valdez got censored. He's kicked off of Twitter. I don't think that she'd be like, well, you know what? I'm getting off of Twitter, too. <laughs> I just don't think that would be the case. So uh, maybe I'll eventually get off Twitter. But for now, I'm not going anywhere. And I don't think that because I'm on Twitter informing people about the, this program and other stuff that we find out is going to somehow uh, fuel the left. I just don't see that logic. But some do. Now, speaking of uh, what's going on with Twitter, there's a leaked proposal from Biden's latest plan that would house violent men in women's prison cells. This is uh, on the Federalist.com. Biden's proposed executive order on law enforcement would order men identifying as women to be transferred to female prisons. President Joe Biden's preparing to give every rapist and molester in federal prison a get-out-of-jail-free card. Specifically, Biden is offering to transfer any and all male criminals to women's prisons. All the men will have to do is say they feel like a woman. That's it. And the Biden administration will take them at their word. This policy may be the worst part of a proposed executive order on law enforcement, a draft which was obtained by the Federalist and uh, was tweeted out on Twitter. Most of the proposal is devoted to, if not, defunding the police, at least disarming and disabling them. Absolutely ridiculous. And buried toward the end of the extensive planned action to get soft on crime is a small paragraph of bureaucratic language that orders the U.S. Attorney General within 30 days of the date of this order to begin the process of identifying any necessary changes to the Bureau of Prisons Transgender Offender Manual and to enable the BOP to designate individuals to facilities in accordance with their gender identity. That's a quote. Absolutely insane. You tell me if that's not local. Anyway, uh, I'll tweet that out and I'll share it on all of the social media at Rich Valdez with an S if you want to check it out. And uh, don't move a muscle because straight ahead, we're going to talk about some of the things that might be triggering people, including how well Trump is doing in the polls. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. Welcome to America, the land of junk sleep, where it's bedtime, but you're double booked. Here, there's always one more deadline to meet, episode to watch, or meme to share. The world may not want you to sleep, but we do. Only the sleep experts at Mattress Firm can help you find the right bed at the right price. Unjunk your sleep, in-store or online at mattressfirm.com today. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. 
This is America. He's making podcasting great again. This is America with Rich Valdez. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, America. Bienvenido. And I want to talk about this this piece from Newsmax, Newsmax Newsmax.com, that says that Donaldus Magnus, El Trompito, the 45th president of these United States, Donald Trump, that he's leading in the current poll from Ipsos. That's right. The current Ipsos poll has Trump topping the list of GOP candidates for 2024. So far, Donald Trump, Donaldus Magnus, is up 43 points on his closest competitor, which is Ron DeSantis. Former President Trump remains the leading Republican candidate by a wide margin. And this, again, is according to the latest Reuters Ipsos poll that was released on Friday. A majority of Republicans chose Trump 54% when asked who they would support in the 2024 presidential GOP primary. Here are how the top 10 GOP contenders broke it down. First place, Trump, 54%. Second place, DeSantis, 11%. Third place, former Vice President Mike Pence, 8%. He comes in ahead of former Ambassador Nikki Haley at number four. After all of that, then you've got number five, Senator Ted Cruz. Number six, Senator Marco Rubio. Number seven, Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Number eight, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, whom I used to work for and was the closest thing to a conservative you could get here in New Jersey. Then you got number nine, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. And number 10, Senator Josh Hawley in the final position there at 1%. So uh, Christie is performing better than both Secretary Pompeo and Josh Hawley, according to this poll. There were still 14% who were unsure of who they would even support. Uh, But again, a majority of Americans, now 56%, believe the national economy and the country are generally headed in the wrong direction. And that's according to the poll. And that even includes 63% of independents that think we're going in the wrong direction. Plus, nearly three-quarters of American adults, or 73%, consider inflation a very big concern. Finally, President Biden gets less than half of people in the country approving of the job that he's done in this poll. It's 48% overall approval for Biden, which means 52% disapprove. The Ipsos poll was conducted in December from the 13th to the 17th amongst 4,000 adults, 2,500 voters, including Democrats, Republicans, and independents. All right. Now, speaking of Trump, they're coming at him every angle you can imagine. They're coming at him for January 6th, which is this Thursday, January 6th. And by the way, you don't want to miss the uh, one-on-one I have with one of the people that appeared before the January 6th committee, Cash Patel. He was uh, a special assistant to the president and he was deputy or uh, acting, excuse me, acting chief of staff for the secretary of defense on January 6th. He was also the lead investigator for Russiagate working with Devin Nunes. So uh, Cash Patel, very, very intimately aware of what's going on. And he shares everything that uh, he discussed with the J6 investigators when he was called to testify on Capitol Hill, as well as everything that happened from his point of view on January 6th, including the USA Today fact check that says, where is it that 
Trump actually offered 10,000 troops? How does that happen? And why is it even the responsibility of the Speaker of the House to secure the Capitol? I thought the buck stopped with Trump. He explains how all of those protocols work and how, in fact, Donald Trump did absolutely everything that he was supposed to do under the law to ensure the safety of the Capitol. And it was, in fact, the sergeant at arms, Mayor Bowser and Speaker Pelosi that did not take action until later that day once they'd already been attacked. So don't miss the next episode of This is America with Cash Patel. Now, last night I got an email from Save America PAC, which is uh, President Trump's uh, political action committee. And it's a statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th president of these United States. And it says, quote, in light of the total bias and dishonesty of the January 6th unselect committee of Democrats, two failed Republicans and the fake news media. Oh, that's terrific. I got to do that in my Trump voice. Excuse me. <coughs> In light of the total bias and dishonesty of the January 6th unselect committee of Democrats, two failed Republicans and the fake news media, I am canceling the January 6th press conference at Mar-a-Lago on Thursday. And instead, we'll discuss many of those important topics at my rally on Sunday, Saturday, January 15th in Arizona. It'll be a big crowd, believe me. He goes on to say what has become more and more obvious to all is that the lamestream media will not report the facts. Nancy Pelosi and the Capitol Sergeant at Arms denied requests for the D.C. National Guard or military to be present at the Capitol. Their emails and correspondence with the Department of Defense exist, but the media won't ask for this evidence or report the truth. This is the Democrats' great cover-up committee, and the media is complicit in it. Why did Adam Shifty Schiff forge and change the statement of Congressman Jim Jordan? And we did a whole episode on that with Jim Jordan. If you want to check it out, it's two episodes ago. Just search it on the website, richvaldez.com, or just go straight to uh, the uh, iHeartRadio page for This Is America, and you could find the Jim Jordan episode where he explained everything about the forgery. But why did this happen without consequence? Why will crazy Nancy Pelosi not provide her communications with the House Sergeant at Arms and the House Chief Administrative Officer? Why doesn't she even promise to retain these vital messages, which many feel she's already perhaps destroyed, perhaps illegally? Also, why is the primary reason for people coming to Washington, D.C.? It was the fraud of the 2020 presidential election, not the primary topic of the unselect committee's investigation, right? And, and that's the point. They're trying to cover this up, and he's making an excellent point in doing so. This was indeed the crime of the century, he says, and he says he looks forward to seeing great American patriots in Arizona next weekend for a big rally to save America. Amen to that. We need more like Trump that stay on offense. It's almost like he's got two speeds, off and offense, and I love it. When he's on, he's on offense, and that's the way we've got to be, and it's not easy. Trust me, I'm a very, very uh, kind of calm, very uh, passive kind of guy in most ways. And uh, it's difficult to stay on the offense, on the attack mode. But the problem is, if you're not on the attack mode, you're getting attacked. That's where we are. It's kill or be killed, and uh, big fish eats little fish. And that's lamentably the way life goes right now, especially in Washington and in our political structure. But straight ahead, I want to get into what's going on with Omicron. We haven't heard a whole lot about that lately. And maybe it's because there's new evidence out that says it's really not that bad and the government isn't really doing anything to help it. And I think we knew that, but now we've got some facts from our buddies at JustFacts.com. So don't move a muscle. Keep it locked right here. When we come back, I'll have James Agresti, the president of Just Facts. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America.
45th President Donald Trump thinks it's an honor to speak with Rich Valdez. Oh, very good, Mr. Call Screener. Yeah. Oh, it's an honor. Thanks, Rich. The honor is all yours. Conservative Talk with a dash of sofrito. Now, here's Rich Valdez. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all the social media. And as I mentioned in the previous segment, we're going to talk with the founder, the president of Just Facts. This is a research institute like no other, in my opinion, probably my favorite think tank outside of the Washington, D.C. Beltway. And there's not a lot of favorites in that area anyway. But Jim Agresti's put together a tremendous work that goes uh, through the years into so many areas that are so important to the national dialogue, our national conversation. And that's why I'm happy to have him on. Jim Agresti, welcome to This is America. Rich, great to be on with you again. Thank you. I want to talk about this new report that you've got. Reading from your press release, it's genuine facts about Omicron and Delta variant, naturally acquired immunity in vaccines. Now, the big part here is that you guys just put out a widely cited report where you're saying that based on 20 different studies, it shows that naturally acquired immunity to COVID-19 is potent and lasting. And this article that you put together also explains why vaccines have failed to deliver lasting protection. And I think that's a question a lot of people have. And this is, of course, peer-reviewed by a Ph.D. biostatistician, Dr. Rodney X. Sturdivant. He's the director of Statistical Consulting Center at Baylor University. Tell us a little bit about what you found. What were the major takeaways? Sure. So... Throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, going all the way back to the beginning, the media kept saying, well, if you get this, it's no guarantee you're going to not get it again or get a bad case again. In other words, they're saying that the mechanism of naturally acquired immunity, which is a, a universal mechanism with virtually every transmissible disease, doesn't apply here. And what I've done is I went through the peer-reviewed literature going all the way back from the beginning up to the present, and I found 20 different studies showing that the immunity you get from catching and recovering from COVID-19 is durable. It's lasting. It's not perfect. No immunity is. But it is extremely effective at preventing you from getting this disease again, getting very sick from it, and transmitting it to others. Now, this is, I think, a big key because we've, in my head, I'm thinking America's the best country on the planet. We need to be cutting edge and leading edge and absolutely everything. And everywhere I look, the only thing that I see is, oh, there's a study coming out of Israel. There's a study coming out of here. There's a study there. And it seems like there's no studies coming out of the United States. So what was the impetus for you to put together a study like this? Well, basically, the media is locking down everyone and telling everybody, hey, you're all at risk. You're all at risk of getting this, spreading this, dying from it. And they are locking down society. They are closing down schools again with the advent of Omicron and doing things that are extremely hurtful to people. And uh, we need to have facts and data, not only so we can decide what we're going to do as individuals and who we're going to vote for, but also so we can hold these people accountable and reach out to them, public health officials, and say, hey, you're saying science, science, science. Here's the actual hard data. You know, science isn't just proclaiming the word. It's actually having data and facts to back it up. And I wanted to put that data in the hands of people so that they could go and make good decisions. 
Now, of course, folks, we're on with uh, James Agresti. He's the president. He's the founder of Just Facts, great research institute. Check them out at JustFacts.com, JustFacts.com. They also put out a great daily, uh, I like to call it a factoid, which is a question of the day that is really always compelling and always on target. And you can check that out at JustFacts.com. Check out their uh, Just Facts daily segment or section of their website to find that out. I love it. And I recommend that you subscribe as well to the newsletter. Absolutely free. And uh, you can do that at JustFacts.com slash Rich. Now, Jim, I also wanted to, um, I guess, uh, get a, what were your thoughts or the major takeaways on this piece? And I'm going to tweet this out if anybody wants to see it, at Rich Valdez on Twitter or on any of the social media, at Rich Valdez with an S. But, uh, Jim, if you um, wouldn't mind, just talk about how the measures that they've taken have really just failed the public, failed to protect us. Well, first and foremost here are the vaccines. Okay, they are now using a talking point that says this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And that is patently false. And we know that because we have solid data from places like the United Kingdom, where they keep extensive national databases of everyone that's vaccinated. And this is what it shows. 74% of people who are dying right now from COVID-19 are fully vaccinated. Now, this doesn't mean the vaccine doesn't work or that it's not helpful, but it does show that it is not a cure-all. And this is the way the media is treating it. They're excluding every other measure but lockdowns and vaccines. Uh, forget about therapeutics. Oh, masks is another one that's, that's utterly failed. We can see that right now in the, in the great city of New York with the incredible outbreak they're having. It's one of the most vaxxed and, uh, mass, uh, and vaxxed cities in the United States. These measures are not working, and people need to wake up and say, hold on a second. We've been doing what these people have been telling us now for 20 months, and we've still got a disaster on our hands. Maybe we need to change course. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, we're seeing so many things. Even uh, yesterday, I was uh, scrolling through my Twitter, and I saw that it was a MSNBC host that was on there saying, you know what, enough is enough. I can't even bring my four-year-old kid into indoor dining, and there's not even a vaccine I could give to a, a four-year-old kid. At least it's not required for them or even approved uh, with the point he was making. So it's, it seems to be very divisive, and it's not just along political lines. I think people of all stripes, of all colors, of all creeds are saying, you know what, this doesn't seem to be working. Newsweek did a fact check on Joe Biden, and I find this to be interesting because, you know, he said it's going to be a winter of death, a cold, dark winter. And, and Joe Biden paints this eerie picture. But when you compare the death toll in 2021 to the death toll uh, in 2020, where Trump had no vaccine and Biden had a vaccine and Biden is ahead. And I'm not trying to pin every death on Biden, but I am saying in terms of management and the amount of people that are dying with all of the uh, therapeutics and everything that he said he was going to have to shut down the virus and not the economy, it seems that he's failed. And that's according to Newsweek. So I, I look at this and I think, man, we're not in good shape. So, Jim Agresti, um, what are your thoughts on how the Biden administration, the government, or even the private sector can improve the uh, response to this and how we get beyond it? Okay. So the first thing is to realize where the problem is. And guess what it's not with? It's not with four-year-old children. Right. It's approximately one out of every 500,000 children die of this thing. And those are people who are children who are already severely compromised, have serious, serious issues. These are not healthy children. The people who are dying of this thing are primarily elderly, very sick people. 
The average age of death is about 75 years old for people who die of COVID-19, and they typically have a lot of serious health issues. We need to do a much better job of protecting those people instead of locking down and masking up children. One of the simple ways we can do that is simply by installing a technology called ultraviolet disinfection. I've uh, documented studies going back for 80 years showing how this is incredibly helpful at controlling the spread of respiratory diseases in group settings like nursing homes, VA hospitals. This technology is available. And the reason the CDC and the World Health Organization missed the boat on this is they assumed that this disease was primarily sped, uh, spread through respiratory droplets, essentially spittle, but it's not. It's spread by fine microscopic aerosols that you have to kill. You can't contain it. They're too fine. They're too mobile. You have to kill the microbes, not just try to uh, hold them back. You know, Jim, I have a buddy who's a certified surgical technologist, and he, uh, he's the guy that passes the scalpel to the surgeon during surgery. And we were talking about this, about your report when that came out about masks. And he was saying, yeah, 100%. And he said, the easiest way to know this stuff, he said, when you're dealing with droplets, that's one thing. But he said, aerosols are effectively, when you walk into a pizzeria and you smell the pizza, he said, that's an aerosol that's sent. That's, that will go through your mask. If you've got a mask on and you can smell the pizza in the pizzeria, it's not stopping the aerosol. And he said, and that's essentially one of the best ways to kind of look at these things, to realize you're not going to stop it with a mask if it's that fine. I'm sure you've heard this analogy. It's like putting up a chain link fence in your backyard to stop mosquitoes from getting in. (laughs) Right. Exactly. All right. Well, so let everybody know where they could find you, what Just Facts is up to and what's coming down the pipe. Sure. So uh, check us. This particular article is on our fact-checking website. It's justfactsdaily.com. And the biggest thing you can do, because we are dealing with social media censorship, uh, these big tech Silicon Valley billionaires have been in bed with Fauci, the government, and they are protecting each other's backs. Sign up for our emails, because what's happening is more and more, not just with us, with everybody, these people are canceling and getting rid of material that reflects poorly on them. They're saying they're trying to protect people's health. No, what they are doing is feeding disinformation to people that's killing them. Come get the facts and uh, sign up so you make sure these people don't get between you and information you can use to help yourself and others. And that applies doubly for your show, Richie. Appreciate what you do and uh, your voice of truth and sanity in a a world that's gone crazy. Well, that's right. Everybody check out uh, Jim McGresty and all the work that they're doing at the Just Facts Institute. Uh, They're one of my favorites. I highly recommend them. Go to JustFacts.com. Sign up for the emails. Sign up for the... um, the the just facts question of the day i love that i use it in the show quite often because i think it's just so important to have a different set of eyes out there that's doing the fact checking that's actually basing it on facts so so appropriately named justfacts.com jim thanks for being with us richie thank you brother my pleasure and this is why i always say it's so important for us to stand for something because if we stand for nothing we will fall for everything and the only thing necessary For evil to triumph is for good people like you to sit there and do nothing. So do something. Take action. You don't have to storm the Bastille. I say that all the time because I mean it. There's a lot of things that people can do to safeguard this republic for the next generation. Hasta la próxima. Until the next time, America, I am Rich Valdez, and this 
is America. This is America. 